Welcome to the latest edition of our Fixed Interest podcast series. I'm Stephen Schwartz, head of Asia-Pacific Sovereign Ratings. Today I'm joined by Thomas Ruckmacher, director and lead analyst for India on our APAC Sovereigns team. We're here to discuss India's fiscal outlook from a credit perspective. Now, Thomas, we affirmed India's rating last April at triple B minus with a stable outlook. That was just before the general elections that wrapped up in May. In a nutshell, could you tell us about India's rating and some of the key drivers? Yes, thanks, Steve. Credit profile has some strengths and some weaknesses, which is the case for every sovereign. In India's case, one of the strengths is strong medium-term growth. So growth averaged around 7% in the past couple of years, and this compares to a triple B median of 3%, uh, roughly. And India, in fact, has one of the highest uh, potential growth rates among uh, all emerging markets. Now, another strength is the relative external resilience, um, for instance, because of the, um, the strong foreign exchange reserve buffers. And it also has some weaknesses, including lagging structural factors, so the governance standards and indicators of development are relatively weak. But the real Achilles heel in the credit profile is formed by the fiscal finances. India's uh, general government debt is roughly 70% of GDP, and this compares to a median of 40% of GDP and the deficits of the general government, so the central government and the states combined, equal 7% of GDP, and this compares to a median deficit of 1.9% of GDP. And then there are some contingent liabilities which once in a while crystallize, for instance, the bank recapitalizations of the past couple of years, uh, which are not bad in themselves, but they do add to the debt level. Right. So now at triple B minus, India's rating is a little lower than some of its regional peers, such yeah. as the Philippines and Indonesia, which we both rate at triple B. What would you say is the key distinguishing feature between India and those two? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, there are some similar features like strong growth, like lagging structural indicators, including the governance. But a real distinguishing feature is the, the fiscal finances. So, yeah, to compare, Indonesia's uh, general government debt is roughly 30% of GDP. Right. Now, you mentioned that at 7%, potential growth in India is the highest of any estimate we at Fitch have for emerging markets. But the near-term outlook may not be so rosy. In fact, you lowered recently your near-term growth outlook for India. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, that's correct. Growth decelerated in the past four consecutive quarters to 5.8% uh, in the first quarter of 2019. And this was mostly uh, domestically driven, so cooling off um, the activity of the manufacturing sector, low food price inflation, which weighed on farmers' incomes, and also the situation in the non-banking financial sector, which uh, is now lending less than before. And we expect growth to be 6.6% in fiscal year 20, rebounding further to 7.1% uh, to and 7.0% in the next two years. And this would happen on the back of an easing of monetary policy and also of bank regulations. 
and the political uncertainty which has receded since the election results have been announced um, in late May. Right. So even though there are some near-term headwinds to growth, with growth expected to pick up, it means that India is somewhat better positioned than some of our smaller, more export-oriented economies, especially in the context of these global trade tensions and the U.S. Uh, China trade war escalating. And also the elections have now passed. Modi had a decisive victory. What does that mean for the outlook? Yes, it was a landslide victory for the BJP. They won over 300 of 542 contested seats. And it's uh, it's changing the political landscape in the sense that the BJP has established itself as the hegemonic political power in India. And it also has the mandate to, to continue its, uh, its reforms. To what extent it will implement reforms, um, that remains the question, because it still doesn't have a majority in the upper house and it already had a majority in the lower house in the past five years. So reforms like a land acquisition act or far-reaching labor market reforms are not very likely in the coming few years. Now, how has the Modi victory been received by investors and business sentiment in general? Yes, it has been uh, received pretty well in the sense that investors like policy continuity and they like a reform-minded government. Of course, they will also look at the uh, at the fiscal picture, but the continuity especially and the end of, or well, at least the, the lower um, political uncertainty was also welcomed. Uh, the run-up to the elections was quite long. Right. Now, perhaps the highest profile economic announcement of the new Modi administration was the release of its budget for fiscal year 2020 that was announced in early July. What's your reading on the budget from a credit view? Yes, so the budget contains some reforms, including the aim to encourage FDI in certain sectors, including electronics, and it also, so continuation basically of the reform agenda, also continuation of fiscal policy in the sense that the central government decided to keep its uh, its deficit target broadly stable at 3.3% of GDP. And in the, the medium term, the targets were also kept stable at 3% of GDP. But we believe that a more significant deficit reduction is needed to reach uh, the 60% ceiling that was stipulated in the FRBM Act by fiscal year 25. And yeah, fiscal consolidation more generally stalled under the BJP in recent years, and the uh, the government debt actually went up in recent years as well. And there was some moderate slippage versus the government's own targets. So it will be interesting to see uh, going forward how they will manage their, their fiscal balances. Okay, well, why don't we wrap up on one of the most popular questions we get from investors, which is what would it take, in your view, to see an upgrade for India? Well, basically, the things that I've been talking about for the past eight minutes, greater confidence, basically, in a sustained reduction in the general government debt over the medium term. So the fiscal situation or and or, I should say, successful structural reform implementation which could lead to higher growth in the medium term. All right. Well, Thomas, thank you very much for sharing your insights, and thanks to our audience for listening. For more information on our ratings and research on India, please visit us at fitchratings.com. 
We hope you'll join us for the next edition of Fixed Interest.